Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for April the 1st in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. It is a freedom-loving, fantastic, faith-filled, we're taking America back, one heart, one mind, one issue at a time, Friday as well. A quick recap of yesterday's broadcast, then we dive right in. We had our guest on, Brian RushQuinnAgift.com, Rush, doing a phenomenal job, as always. And he brought another good friend to the table, a guy by the name of Kelly Finnegan. And uh, he is a senior chemist, and he joined us on air, breaking down COVID lies, highlights the truth in Honest Money as well. Kelly doing a phenomenal job. Honest Money Report, we talked about that, gold and silver current spot prices. We talked about the academies and the big lie going on. They say Smith refused to leave after the slap. Why didn't they arrest him? Now they're following up going, well, we did offer to arrest him, but hey, Chris said no, so we didn't. Viewership for the Oscars rose $550 plus thousand dollars. Or, I'm sorry, 550,000 viewers right after the slap. It was all for ratings. I believe it was intentional and pre-planned. They claim it was not. The slap was a massive boost, not only for the Oscars, but for Chris Rock's comedy tour. Yeah, they sold more tickets in one night than the previous month after the slap, ladies and gentlemen. Now his next five shows in Boston completely sold out. TMZ. Uh, Bottom line is, ladies and gentlemen, I am convinced that it was all by design to get ratings for the Oscars and to build these guys' careers. Just my opinion, to which I'm entitled. Some would say it's fake news, but I have every right to uh, have my free speech and my own thoughts and my own conscience and my own opinion to which I'm entitled. I have every right to that, okay? Now they say Miss Jackson will be confirmed with bipartisan support. Two-thirds of American back Jackson for the Supreme Court. So the Republicans are going to sell us out. She can't even define the word woman, but we're going to put her in control of what? The decisions at the Supreme Court. The COVID-19 storyline, ladies and gentlemen, is one of the greatest scams in world history. Yeah, I believe it's an intentional COVID-19 planned crisis designed to back the great reset they're working on now. Uh, COVID may not be enough, so they'll unleash some other illness they'll have some other war they'll bring you pain at the pump they'll bring you economic turmoil whatever it takes to push for the great reset they're on it they'll do it they're evil and intentional and ladies and gentlemen they'll use climate change if they have to too 
make no mistake. Now, interestingly enough, Russia and the central bank in Russia now ties the ruble to gold. 5,000 rubles per gram is how they've defined it. So now we're backed by oil. They're backed by gold. Who do you think is going to win that showdown? Why are Russia and China ditching the U.S. dollar, you may ask? What would it take for the U.S. dollar to collapse, we wonder? Oh, boy. It's eminent, ladies and gentlemen. We just cannot predict when. That was our one of Liberty Roundtable Live Hour 2. We talked about Hunter Biden invested in, and he raised millions of dollars for Ukrainian bio labs. He also secured the U.S. military contracts for those very labs. Ben Swan, Truth in Media, Sovereign.media is the website for that. That's the first revelations from Ben Swan. The second revelations, you ready? Ukrainian biolab company invested in by Hunter Biden. So Hunter Biden invested in these labs with his own filthy lucre, right? He also worked with the Wuhan labs from China on bat coronaviruses, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it doesn't get crazier than this. Whacked out, drug-addicted Hunter Biden literally worked on Ukraine biolab companies. He invested in them. He hooked up the military to them. He was involved in the buyers and sellers. He worked with the Wuhan lab literally on bat coronaviruses. And then we say, oh, it wasn't leaked from the lab on purpose. No, sir. See, they're crazy. Elon Musk, ladies and gentlemen, is giving serious consideration to launching a new social media platform. He claims that it'll be transparent with its algorithms, that it will prioritize free speech and will keep propaganda to a minimum. I submit to you that it's a contradiction in terms because one man's free speech is another man's propaganda, right? Who's going to be the arbiter of all that, huh? Yeah, Arizona's out of control. They're the first to offer driver's licenses on iPhones. Other states want to be next. Residents of some states can now request a digital copy of your coronavirus vaccination record to be put on your phone as well. Yes, yeah, tied to a QR code unique to each person. Imagine your driver's license and your COVID records all on your cell phone. The cop pulls you over. Can I see your cell phone? Takes it back to his car to check you out. Oh, they just download all of it or what? It's a privacy fiasco, to say the least, ladies and gentlemen. Believe it or not, though, in the wake of Russia's continued war with the Ukraine, the U.S. State Department literally is going to give $100 million to the Ukrainian Ministry of Internal Affairs. Why are we doing that? Why are we picking sides? Where does the money come from? Did Congress approve this money? People's heads ought to roll, figuratively speaking. They ought to be going to prison. Now Biden signed a bill providing $13.6 billion in additional military and human humanitarian aid as part of the $1.5 trillion spending measure. I'm telling you right now, Joe is spending us into oblivion, a $1.5 trillion spending measure. Now he's putting together his 2023 budget, $7 trillion. It is out of control. Yeah. All right. There's this uh, Irvington Township, New Jersey. She accuses Eloise, or they accuse Eloise McDaniel. She's 82 years old. They say she's involved in harassment and defamation. Why? 
because she filed 75 requests for information about her mayor, Tony Voss, and his administration. She did this over a three-year period of time. Now they're suing her. They say that she's got uh, her requests are just out of control. They have a sole purpose of and the intent of harassing and abusing and harming the plaintiffs. That's the employees of the township, including the mayor. She says that's totally bogus. The suit's ridiculous and says that as a taxpayer and a homeowner, she has every right to know how they're spending, quote, her, our money. Amen to that. Wow. A record 10% of the world's power was now generated by wind and solar, they claim. And they say it's the fastest growing sector. Uh, You're comfortable when 10% is wind and solar? I'm not. It means, you know what, when they get rid of coal, we're going to be suffering with outages. Yeah. You you think it's all a mistake? They're going to move us towards climate change uh, controls. Gas prices rising ever since Joe took office. It's not just the uh, Ukrainian war or Russia or whatever. The prices have been rising ever since Joe took office. It's intentional. It's to push us into a global change control mechanism with a real goal of a great reset at the end of it all. Beware, my fellow Americans. All right, that's a recap of yesterday's broadcast. Still available online, on demand at libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net. Spread the word, would you please? The Biden administration on Monday unveiled the president's budget for 2023, totaling more than $5.7 trillion, ladies and gentlemen. It's... uh, It's out of control. I don't even know how to respond to it. But it is out of control. $5.7 trillion. Some are saying it's way more than that when you get into the the real details. Without further ado, Chris Carlson with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Yes, sir. Without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson reporting for duty, sir. Wow. What do you think $5.7 trillion is the minimal cost of the current 2023 budget proposal by Joe? Well, that, that's got to be a typo, Sam. Come on. It's probably $5.12 billion, which is still a no, lot of money. No, tea with a trillion. Tea with a trillion. <laughs> ah, well, boy. But they're just uh, electronic computer entries, Sam. That's all they are. This, it's not real money. We shouldn't worry about it, should we? I agree. It's not real money, but it has the liability and accountability of real money. It does. It does, and it has the devastating effect that George Washington warned us against uh, about a two, 230 years ago. We're going to talk about George Washington and, and his farewell address and how he must have been a prophet because he, foresee, he foresaw I say, some of the problems that we are experiencing today. Ladies and gentlemen, not only is it $5. trillion in spending, ladies and gentlemen, that's his proposal, but it includes a new tax on billionaires. We'll talk about that, and we'll dovetail that with the military defense budget increase. We're warmongering, ladies and gentlemen. We're a warlike people. Liberty Roundtable Live with Chris Carlson and Seconds on your radio. 
Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. I'm James Harrigan, Senior Editor at the American Institute for Economic Research. I'm also the Friedrich Hayek Distinguished Fellow at FEE, the Foundation for Economic Education, and I'm the co-host of the Words and Numbers podcast. I'm pretty busy most of the time, but whenever I get a free day or two, I like to travel around the country to talk to young people wherever I find them. And that's where my friends at Loving Liberty come in. They have asked me to come to Liberty Hall in Far West to talk about some things I love talking about the knowledge problem, and human flourishing. We'll be live at 9 a.m. and 1 p.m. These two lectures are free for students, their families, and their teachers, so just about everyone, really. And while the event is free, you do have to register to attend, so head over to lovingliberty.net to grab a seat before they're all gone. This event is kindly co-sponsored by Loving Liberty Incorporated and the Foundation for Economic Education. See you in Utah, Friday, April 22nd. I look forward to meeting all of you. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Chris Carlson with me, ladies and gentlemen. Biden unveils record defense budget. That's according to the newamerican.com. Yeah, the largest military budget proposed ever. 813 Point three billion dollars. Uh, that's, as far as I can tell, more than thirty-one billion, uh, more than the previous uh, budget for it. They're all literally spending us into oblivion on this war-like mentality. Everything we do is war, it seems these days. Uh, and the budget from Joe. And Congress will likely even increase the numbers like they did last time. Chris? Yeah, so the increase um, over last year, of course, as you mentioned, is $31 billion. But don't worry, Sam. Uh, that won't uh, stay the way it is for very long because lawmakers think that that's too little. Even though it's, it's greater than the next 13 industrialized countries combined behind us, it's still not good enough because, as you know, you know, the secret to our prosperity and our peace and prosperity um, is spending money on the military. Isn't that a conservative cause, Sam? And, you know, now Joe Biden is getting on board with that conservative cause. So he, maybe he's transforming into a conservative, Sam. <laughs> maybe that's what. Of course, George Washington wouldn't agree with anything uh, we're doing today in, in Washington, D.C. So I'm going to read an excerpt from George Washington's farewell address, if you don't mind. 
as a very important source of strength, Sam, George Washington says, and security, cherish public credit. One method of preserving it is to use it as sparingly as possible. So how are we doing as far as that's concerned, Sam? Are we uh, using our public credit sparingly? Not so much. Huh. Not even close, ladies and gentlemen. He says, uh, and really quick, I'll just finish this quote. Avoiding, He says, avoiding occasions of expense by cultivating peace. Hmm, how are we doing it on that, cultivating peace? And then he goes on to say, avoiding, likewise, the accumulation of debt by vigorous exertions in time of peace to discharge the debt. Well, that's mathematically impossible based on the economic system under which we currently operate. We can't pay off the debt because if we did, we wouldn't have any money left because it's a debt-based system. And that's a, another point that maybe he didn't foresee, although it was under his administration that the first central bank in America was established, thanks to Alexander Hamilton. But that's probably a different discussion for a different day. So we're not doing so well as far as George Washington's admonition uh, to have a humble foreign policy and a modest um, amount of debt, if any. Uh, so that, that's a problem. Yeah, and as you said, uh, even though the increase on the military budget is $31 billion, which is uh, impossible for the human mind to comprehend, uh, because of inflation, Sam, it's only a 1.5% real increase. So I don't know if that's good news or bad news. <laughs> You know, because of inflation, $31 billion, you know, compared to what it was, I guess that would have been last year, it would have been $770, no, $783 billion. That's only a 1.5% increase because of inflation, eating up our spending power and our dollar. So it's not good. Either way you look at it, you know, we're in a mess. Um, but like I said, they're only electronic computer entries, which is no consolation because we do, even though that's not real money, Sam, we do have to end up, you know, either paying for it or going to war, whether that be a civil war or a world war, you know, to expunge that debt. And that's probably what's going to end up happening, unfortunately. Not that I want it to happen, but, you know, how else are we going to extricate ourselves from this awful situation? Well, you got to understand, in my mind, uh, we've gone, uh, we didn't go about this um, all at once, okay? We didn't just all of a sudden get into this situation where we're literally flirting with disaster uh, and tyranny, ladies and gentlemen. We got into this over time. The American people uh, weren't paying attention to what their leaders were doing, uh, really should be what their servants are doing. And as a result, now we have this massive secret combination above the people spending us into oblivion, promoting militaries, using plagues and wars and rumors of wars over the people to deny sacred principles of liberty, to overturn um, the affairs of the nation. We used to be a freedom-loving uh, America based on moral principle, based on religious tenets. Now we've jettisoned all that, turned our back on all that. But I want to be very clear, it did not happen overnight, Chris. Okay, so oh. when Biden unveils this record defense budget, that's according to the newamerican.com, great article up there, by the way. Okay, be clear. In 2022, when they put together, hey, Joe proposed a certain amount, Congress gave him more than he even asked for. So now this time he's like, hey, why would I settle for less, so to speak? 
But see, that's what criminals do. They don't care about the next generation. They don't care about fiscal responsibility. They don't care about budget restraints whatsoever. George Washington, in the clip you highlight, really talks about, hey, we've got to be very, very careful about budgetary requirements. We've got to be very careful. Pretty soon it will be our enemy and our undoing is what he virtually says. We've turned our backs on all that wise counsel. We've turned our back on that fiscal restraint. We've turned our back on these things that matter most. Uh, One of the dangers of central banks, Chris, let's talk about this. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's always a subject that we need to address because we need to realize that, that if we are at war today, Sam, it's not against the little people over there in, in Russia. It's the people that control the people in Russia, which are the central banks. Every nation in this country, with the exception of three, have a central bank that is controlled by a group of international bankers whose loyalties are to no country. They're, they're globalist in nature. And those are the people with whom we are at war, Sam. And the sooner we, we, we grapple that issue and come to terms with that fact, the sooner we can win this war. Because they don't care, you know, which side of a, a small war wins. They win either way because they're funding both sides. They're controlling both sides. And they collect interest on the debt that is incurred by both sides of that war, that battle. And they get richer and richer and richer as they accumulate more and more and more of our debt to their uh, advantage, and we don't even see it. And because that's one of the reasons that that, uh, Congress hasn't had to increase taxes to about 80%, which eventually they will, you know, if we're we're ever going to pay off this debt, because they know that once people people have to pay more in taxes, uh, they'll start to uh, resist the the increased uh, spending that we're under but as long as they can just print money and then the the taxation comes in the form of inflation we usually ascribe that to you know just uh, greedy business owners or you know that's just a fact of economic life right i mean inflation has been around for over a hundred years it's probably just a normal uh natural part of the economy no it doesn't have to be you know, for the first century of this nation's existence, inflation was somewhere around 7%, and it could have been zero. But because we increase the money supply greater than the amount of goods and services increase, that is the cause of inflation. And that is completely and totally within our control. We could have zero inflation for the next 100 years if we wanted to. But since most people don't understand the simple principle that you and I, Sam, have been taught, since we were young, of supply and demand, we don't comprehend it, and we're suffering the consequences of that ignorance. It is scary to think about how much we have literally spent, ladies and gentlemen. Central banks, fiat currencies literally allow government to borrow money without having to tax the people. It turns into inflation, but it also, uh, you know what, sends the consequences sends the responsibility downstream to the next generation okay it's inflationary it's a moral hazard there's no question but we pretend that it won't affect us today as we sell our children virtually into slavery chris yep that's exactly true and the problem is is they're going to learn even less about those fundamental principles of, of economy 
in their classrooms, and I know because I'm a licensed school teacher, and I see the results of the education system, even in the state of Utah, which is better than most, uh, I see the result of that, and it is devastating. These kids don't know the first thing about economics, because what they learn is that government is the source of all blessings in life, and that is a lie. And to reprogram them is a monumental task, but we need to undertake it nonetheless. When we get back, ladies and gentlemen, we'll dig in a little bit more. Ben Swan highlights some critical points as well, all related to this belligerent spending. What will it mean for America? We'll talk about it in seconds with Chris Carlson on your radio. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. Most Russian forces have withdrawn from Chernobyl, the site of the world's worst nuclear disaster in April of 1986. Russia's invading force handed control over to Ukraine personnel. Ukraine's Energodom Energy said the Russian occupiers received significant doses of radiation in the soil from the 86 meltdown and panicked at the first sign of illness. As more evidence from Hunter Biden's laptop surfaces, the White House defends President Biden's claim that his son Hunter Biden did not make any money from communist China and did not do anything unethical with his business dealings overseas. We absolutely stand by the president's comment, and I would point you to uh, the reporting on this. Uh, and But as you know, I don't speak for Hunter Biden, so there's not more I can say on that. The Washington Post confirmed several reports that a Chinese energy conglomerate paid nearly $5 million to Hunter Biden and President Biden's brother for consulting fees. USA Radio News. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-272-1955. That's 1-800-272-1955. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-272-1955. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. In an effort to curb fuel prices in the United States, President Biden is ordering release of gas from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve of 1 million barrels per day on average for the next six months. This will take our reserves down to half, and no plans were announced by Biden to replenish the emergency reserve. Russian officials are reporting two Ukrainian military helicopters struck a fuel depot in the Russian city of Belgorod on Friday, marking the first Ukrainian airstrike on Russian soil since Moscow invaded its neighbor in late February. On average, inflation is costing the American consumer $5,600 a year extra. A key indicator of inflation is reaching a nearly 40-year high. The Personal Consumption Expenditures Price Index jumped 5.4% from a year ago. The PCE is the Federal Reserve's preferred way to measure inflation. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, 
I'm Tim Berg. Thanks for listening and a TGIF to you, my friend. We are USA Radio News. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Ladies and gentlemen, fiat currency is leading us, in my opinion, off the cliff like lemmings, Chris. Oh, yeah, and people don't recognize it. It's it's like a here's the analogy that, that I use and I've used it before, Sam. It's like the matador. Uh, the bull is so stupid he doesn't he doesn't distinguish between the matador. Do you know what a matador is in a bullfight? The the bull cannot distinguish the difference between the matador and yeah, the cage. Yeah, it's a distraction. It's a distraction. Everything is a distraction. We need to focus on the source of our problems. Well, I guess you could say the source of our problem is the fact that we have degenerated spiritually. And once we, we come to grips with that fact, we can repent, we can reform, and then we'll start to see the real source of our problem, which is the money powers in this world. And once we realize that they're driving all the political agendas throughout the globe, then we can address those issues by taking our, our printing, the, the printing power of, of our own money back and giving it to our elected representatives. In our case, that's Congress. They should be... Uh, coining money and regulating the value thereof. That's right in the Constitution. I mean, that's black and white. But they have abrogated that responsibility and that privilege to an international group of bankers that have no loyalty to our country and no interest in our survival, to be quite frank. Uh, They want global government. In order to do that, they need to destroy America because that's their biggest impediment at this point. And they're going about it in a very methodical, very calculated way that we as Americans are not seeing. And we, we need to start opening our eyes and seeing that, Sam. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, it's a very concerning situation, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but you know what? Ben Swan highlights some of this reality that we face, though. clip oh you want to play a clip all right oh, hey, just yeah. so you know cameron carl's uh, uh, chris wants to play a clip okay i yes, thought he sir. was going to lead into it a little bit but i'll do so for him how's that okay I, um, I so ben swan has a clip ladies and gentlemen that he plays that relates to this okay and it talks about Zelensky literally becoming a dictator where he bans 11 political parties he consolidates all national media. Ben Swan with SovereignMedia.com. And Sovereign is S-O-V-R-E-N. Sovereign.media uh, with the piece. Cameron? So Zelensky, he's now shut down 11 political parties. And not only that, but he has also taken steps to consolidate all media in the country. First, his ban on these 11 political parties. Zelensky stated this, quote, Any activity of politicians aimed at splitting or collaborating will not succeed. Zelensky also said that wartime exposes quite well the paucity of personal ambitions of those who try to put their own ambitions or their own party or career above the interests of the state, according to a translation. So let's be clear about a couple things here. Number one, the idea that 
putting your own interests above the interests of the state is certainly not a concept or precept in democracy or even a democratic republic. The idea that you as an individual cannot be more important than the objectives of the state is certainly a strange concept. But beyond that, there's another very important point here, which is that even though Zelensky made this very passionate statement and has already instituted the rules to block and ban 11 political parties, he offered absolutely zero, no evidence of any connection to or ties with Russia. In fact, he merely proclaimed that 11 opposition parties are involved with Russia and issued an order for them to become illegal. But it doesn't stop there. Since February 24th, Ukraine has been operating under martial law, and Zelensky just signed a decree that would combine all national TV channels into one platform, citing the importance of, quote, unified information policy under martial law. Again, this is not a concept of democracy. Free speech and freedom of the press is absolutely a concept in democracy, but the idea of one unified source of information that comes at the hands of the government, that is totalitarianism. It is a dictatorship. Here in the United States, the American response to this war so far has been unlike anything that we've seen in recent memory. I mean, the idea of people painting their fingernails with Ukrainian flags or changing their social media posts with virtue signaling to show a Ukrainian flag, right? The American support of Ukraine has been somewhat unprecedented considering the fact that until this happened, most Americans couldn't even find Ukraine on a map. That doesn't mean that they're wrong for supporting Ukraine, but what's interesting about this is the idea that Americans are doing this under a certain narrative. Putin is a dictator and Russia is a monster trying to crush freedom in that country. And there is only one man, a freedom fighter himself, Zelensky, who is standing up to Putin. And yet when you look at the facts of what's actually happening there, Zelensky is actually turning Ukraine into a complete totalitarian state. Again, it's very yes, similar. Yes, he to is, ladies and gentlemen. That's part of the problem. He's turning it into a, literally a dictator state. But who are we siding with, Chris? We're putting our trust in these other <laughs> dictators? What are we doing? Yep, heads you win, tails you lose. Heads I win, tails you lose, sorry. So yeah, so we need to be very careful. Sometimes the enemy of our enemy, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, Sam, is not our friend. Zelensky is a tyrant. You know, 99% of all the national leaders in the world today are tyrants. Uh, and that's just human nature. That's not to say that, you know, people are are all types so, you know most are not when they don't have power but you give them a little power as they suppose and authority they begin to show their true colors they begin begin to consolidate power under themselves and to exercise unrighteous dominion as we have sadly seen throughout history now um we want we want to think that in in the case of a war like over in the ukraine that one side is good and one side is evil so we're going to just back the, the good side and feel as if we're doing the world a favor. We're not. Um, Zelensky is taking this opportunity, a la Rahm Emanuel. Remember Rahm Emanuel, the chief of staff for uh, President Obama? Remember what he said about uh, taking advantage of a crisis? Never let a good crisis go to waste. And uh, Vladimir Zelensky is doing just that. He's taking the opportunity to consolidate power that is not his legitimately, and those reforms will probably never be reversed, even if this war should ever end. And uh, the same thing happens in our country. We shouldn't be surprised. Every time we have a crisis, a few more of our liberties and freedoms are taken from us, and they're never returned. 
And, you know, we've seen that with the mask mandates. We've seen that with, um, with the 9-11 Patriot Act uh, usurpations of, of individual rights. Uh, it, it happens everywhere. And this is a flaw in the American, and I say the flaw is in the people. Obviously, you know, dictators do what dictators do. But I, I have a, something to say about a pillow. Did you want to talk about that pillow? I mean, it seems like a, a, a relatively innocent. Yeah, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you've got to ask yourself some questions. Think about this for a minute. See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. Matthew 24 is kind of highlighted here a little bit uh, in the sense that we need to realize this is not a surprise to God. Okay, God knows. God's aware of who we are, of what's going on, right? So don't be troubled if you follow God. But this innocent pillow story that Chris has really kind of tells the story of of kind of what's at stake, if you will. Chris? Yeah. So I saw a decorative red, white, and blue patriotic pillow proudly displayed on an elderly lady's porch the other day, which had the following words on it, Sam. It said, God will judge our enemies. We will arrange the meeting. And that was a quote. So I took a picture of that. And it saddened me, Sam, to see that this seemingly innocent-looking pillow on this seemingly peaceful elderly lady's porch uh, had the, this, this very sad implication to it. Uh, so I took a picture of it and sent it to my brother. And here's what I told my brother. I said, this, this is obviously a typographical error. It should read, God will judge us and our enemies will arrange the meeting. Because we as a Christian nation, Sam, we are going to be held to a much higher standard than other nations that we point our finger of, of scorn and condemnation to. Because the expectation on our part as a Christian nation that has been blessed so richly with the blessings of heaven we should realize this one simple principle that we used to understand that we should not intervene in other nations' affairs. And when we do, we, what we do is we end up killing a lot of innocent people in the name of imposing what? Freedom, constitutional government, uh, prosperity? No, in the name of democracy. So that's the watchword. That's, that's the what we think is is going to bless them. When in fact, what we do impose is more like tyranny and control and devastation on their land. And we will be held accountable for that, Sam. Ladies and gentlemen, we must testify of Christ. America is supposed to be a 75% Christian nation. Are you prepared to give your life for the sacred cause of freedom? We'll talk about it more in seconds on your radio. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. 
I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Chris Carlson with me, ladies and gentlemen. See that you be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass. Matthew 24, Chris. Yeah, Matthew 24 basically prophesies about... um, the, what's going to happen during these last days. And we're living in the last days. We're, we're seeing the culmination of all the sinful acts of man from the beginning of time until today. And it's kind of like the, the winding up uh, period because we know Christ will soon come. I don't, uh, you know, just wait with great anticipation like some people do for his coming because I know it will come in an hour that we, we know not or we suspect not. So I just put my nose to the grindstone and continue to build God's kingdom and do what I can to reverse the the iniquity that is being foisted upon us by Satan and his uh, minions. So we know that there will be wars and rumors of war. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to to pass. So this is being prophesied. We need not be troubled because we know that this is a fulfillment of prophecy. And it's actually important for our own individual spiritual development. Because what it does, Sam, is it hopefully drives us closer and closer to God. Unfortunately, we're seeing that it drives a lot of people closer and closer to a trust in um, our government and in our military alliances. And this is what I'm trying to drive home to people we cannot trust in military alliances. And we're going to go into Isaiah and, and read about what happened to the kingdom of Israel, the northern kingdom, when they trusted in alliances. It actually created a, a, a false sense of security. We can't trust in the arm of flesh. The scriptures have taught us this over and over and over again. We need to turn to God. We need to let him be our trust and our salvation. And we need to... Uh, be all in we need to be willing because uh in matthew 24 then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake and my comment is are you prepared to give your life for the sacred cause of freedom 
I am, because this is our hope should not be in this world, Sam. Our hope should be in the eternal worlds where we, we will receive our ultimate reward, which is to, to live with God and Jesus Christ for eternity. And sometimes they ask quite a bit from us to show our 100% complete devotion to that cause. And sometimes we have to give our lives, and we wouldn't be the first. There have been martyrs in the past who have given their lives to seal their testimony with their blood that God and Jesus Christ are their hope, and we shouldn't hope in the arm of flesh. And Let's um, be very clear, ladies and gentlemen. I'm also willing to give my life for the sacred cause of liberty. I'm also willing to give my life uh, over my testimony of Christ, that he lives, that he loves us, that he is the great Savior of all mankind that his atonement and his resurrection are absolutely real, uh, ladies and gentlemen. They're not a crutch for weak minds, as the bureaucrats and the uh, enemies of Christ would tell you. Uh, it is a truism through history that becomes the central uh, act. In Jesus Christ is the, the atonement is the central act, and Jesus Christ is the central figure in God's eternal plan for his children uh, to help them become like him to follow him and to live with him again one day. Uh, so I testify of those things. I'm willing to give up my life for those things, uh, but I want to be very careful of which hill I die on because oftentimes if we're not very careful, we, we get one-track-minded. We get uh, side-swiped with um, mortality, and we don't see the real picture. And so remember, don't just die on a given hill. Uh, Pay attention to God. Get on your knees and pray and get guidance of what you ought to do when and be very careful. Yes, we need to be prepared to give our lives for the sacred cause of liberty and for, for Christ's sake, if you will. But we need to be very wise about how we go about that. Look, ladies and gentlemen, America is supposed to be a 75-plus percent Christian nation, Chris. Yeah, you wouldn't notice by uh, based on the government that we've elected into office, would you <laughs> of course, there's a lot of uh, the election process, so that accounts for some of it. But, I mean, 75%, that's a pretty big voting block. You know, we should have representation. You know, even in California, it's a majority Christian state. You know, why do they continue to send people like Nancy Pelosi to public office? Well, maybe San Francisco is the exception to that rule. But, yeah, it just it, we don't seem like Christians. We've got abortion. Uh, we, we constantly engage in wars of foreign aggression. Um, we we go into debt. We don't understand how we're saddling the next generation with this incredibly uh, burdensome debt. That that we're, we last year we paid uh, 413 billion dollars in uh, debt servicing payments alone, not to not to count for the principal. Anyway, I kind of went off on a tangent there. Yeah, we We're certainly fear offending man more than God, Chris. We we do. We're afraid of man more than God, and that's very evident um, in what we see on a day-to-day -day basis today. We're more uh, concerned about offending somebody because we don't use the right pronouns to address them with. We should love those people enough to tell them that, hey, you're going down a very uh, dark and destructive road with this with this deception that you've bought into that Satan has con convinced you that you're either a boy when you're a girl or a girl when you're a boy, things like that. And we need to just be bold and, and stand up for the truth and stand up for God and show where our true colors are as Christians. 
as a 75% Christian nation. Anyway, uh, one more scripture in Matthew 24 that I really want to get to. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. And you're kind of seeing that already, Sam, where people are just kind of giving up hope in their hearts and their enthusiasm for righteousness is starting to wax cold. We need to be sure, Sam, that we don't allow ourselves to get to that point because it's easy to do. It's easy to get discouraged and think, you know, God has abandoned us. Or it's just hopeless. You know, I just want to live out my life uh, in, in cloistered seclusion from all of these wicked influences. But we can't. We need to be engaged in that fight. And we need to realize that at some point, you know, God is going to come in and save his people. And, you know, if we uh, have to sacrifice our lives in that process, so be it. You know, our reward in heaven will be so great, we won't even think that it's a sacrifice to give our lives for that cause anyway and then did you did you want to talk about we call uh, on america Isaiah. ladies and gentlemen to repent of its idolatry though look we cannot fear man more than god we cannot put our arm or our trust in the arm of flesh we cannot spend ourselves uh into morality we cannot stand up uh, on moralless ideas we have got to stand on godly time-tested truisms principles okay we need to testify ladies and gentlemen and when we do we protect ourselves by testifying of america's sins and calling them out we bind up the testimony and seal the law this point is really important chris yes and that a lot of people just gloss over scriptures when they don't understand them um yeah, that scripture, I'm just looking for it here. Yeah, we need to bind up the testimony and sanctify. Oh, sorry, Sam, I'm a little off kilter here. Um, it's in Isaiah. But we need to basically testify to our neighbors. And I did that, you know, when it came to the um, COVID-19 vaccine recently. We talked about that on your show, Sam. And I got in trouble. I got in trouble from my co-religionist, and, you know, they thought I was off base because uh, I was going against the official government line that everybody needs to get the shot in order to be protected from this pandemic. And my point was, no, we need to repent and return to our first love, which is God and Jesus Christ, and let them be our trust and not trust in the arm of flesh, not trust in the, uh, the government. The government is completely and totally reprobate at this point, Sam, and we need to come to grips with that. And um, even though we may stand alone, at least we stand with God. And, and that's why me, we really that's... never stand alone, ladies and gentlemen. Let's be very clear. It might feel like we're alone from time to time. Uh, but as you work with other patriots, as you make friends and associations, as you turn to God and pray, uh, you will not feel alone. You will feel the support of those around you and of God and I submit to you, even his angels. Look, we're supposed to be a Christian nation, ladies and gentlemen. We're not supposed to fear man. We're supposed to turn to God Almighty. And when we testify of America's sins and highlight what's going on and call on America to repent, we literally bind up the law. We seal the law. We bind up the testimony. What we do is we basically create accountability. But we also, uh, and the scriptures highlight this kind of term, we make our own skirts clean. Okay, we, we do our duty as Christians 
And as we do so, we set the standard, ladies and gentlemen. We raise the bar, Chris. Yeah. And, you know, I always use the analogy, and you've probably heard this, Sam, if if I were ever to be accused in a court of law of being a freedom fighter, I would want there to be overwhelming evidence to convict me. And I, I think of that throughout the day, you know, when I come in contact with other people whose influence um, I, I can be a part of. And uh, I always make sure that I'm courageous enough to speak truth to power because maybe they haven't heard it. Maybe, maybe the only thing that they've been exposed to is the mainstream media, and they've been brainwashed thereby, and they may be fellow Christians. you know. But the good news is, though, we can set the standard. We can speak out. We can live our lives in such a way uh, to uh, repent ourselves, uh, to qualify for the blessings of God Almighty. We only qualify for his blessings because that's what he's told us to do. He said if we repent, if we turn to him, he'll heal our land and protect us. Rich blessings are in store for obedience, ladies and gentlemen. And a word about sovereign citizens, Chris? Yeah, I and I know you had a show um, what, two days ago. Well, you had a show with Richard Mack. No, yeah, we've done show several Scott shows Bradley. recently about this, yes. And I just kind of wanted to, to chime in about that because – I do consider myself a sovereign citizen as a son of God and as a daughter of God for the, the female. I think that we should look at ourselves as being sovereign citizens because God has given us that sacred agency. He has entrusted us with the ability to choose. Now, does that mean I'm going to go off half cock and, you know, uh, try to uh, form a citizen's, uh, uh, what do they call it? A citizen's grand jury. Grand jury. And in, yeah, and, and indict some corrupt politician and, you know, try to uh, to act as a constable in bringing that politician to justice. I don't think that that would have the desired effect, Sam. So there's, there, there are more uh, under-the-radar type of ways to go about it. And I'll give you an example. I know an individual that's been operating a business uh, for the last 33 years who has never had a license. And I I guess we'll continue this topic at a future date, Sam. Um, yeah, just remember, ladies and gentlemen, that I concur we have been given inalienable rights by God. That means God's above government. That's the poignant point. And we can act accordingly and live according to God's laws. And as we are self-governed and a moral religious people, the proper role of government can be carried out. Our sovereignty can allow us to, by our consent, give limited power divided power to governments to bless us all let's not get the cart before the horse let's not let the tail wag the dog let's be very careful with that charge from almighty god for chris carlson and sam bushman we declare this nation shall endure god save the republic Top the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for April the first. Wow. In the year of our Lord, 2022, 
the goal to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, using the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. Ladies and gentlemen, the checks and balances are critical. We must return to them. It's one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. We've got to reject revolution and stand for peaceful restoration. And by the way, it is a freedom-loving, fantastic, faith-filled. We're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time Friday as well. And the best part is the good doctors in the house. Dr. Scott Bradley with me, ladies and gentlemen. His lifelong goal and collegiate series to match, to preserve the nation, all available at Freedoms risingsun.com not only are there the collegiate series there but incredible webinars weekly q a's on the constitution and a whole lot more freedomsrisingsun.com dr scott bradley welcome back sir well thank you and as you point out it is the first of april uh, then in our uh, highbrow cultural world that we're in today we recognize that as april fool's day and uh based upon what i'm uh Observing in the developments uh, throughout our culture, I think every day is a fool's day. Um, we have had oxygen deprivation for so long, uh, at least two years anyway, that uh, made up sexual status and uh, all sorts of other just complete, utter nonsense, emperor has no clothes moments, that um, I don't think April Fool's is... is uh, a day that's any different than any other day nowadays. We, um, you know, it was kind of a trickster day when I was a kid. You know, you did your little replace the the uh, sugar with salt in, in the little cup in your pantry as a kid, or you did uh, some silly thing at school. And, I mean, but nowadays it's become the norm. April Fool's rules. And uh, I, I think that, that we are led by fools. It has just become. Amen to that. Now, this is no cow. April Fool's, ladies and gentlemen. Judge Kenda G. Brown Jackson has made herself literally unqualified to serve, ladies and gentlemen. She was asked during the hearings, quote, can you define a woman? Now, we've talked about this a few times, but I think it's really important to highlight this. Can you define a woman? She said no. She told the Senate she was unqualified to assess the definition because she's not a biologist, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm just telling you that, look, if she can't define a woman, uh, Joe Biden said he wanted to put a black woman on the Supreme Court. But how are we going to how are we going to decide it should be her instead of Scott Bradley on the Supreme Court? If we can't define woman. We certainly can't find what we can't define. Can we, doctor? You know, again, uh, <laughs> April Fools has become the status of, of everybody in high position nowadays. We are led by fools, and uh, this is one prime example. I mean, well, I guess she can't rule on the Second Amendment because she's not a marksman or a, a you know firearms engineer. She couldn't possibly do something that has to do with life because it would seem that uh, – She's so messed up, she couldn't tell if a baby was alive or dead. I mean, holy cow, these people, these people are just bizarre. You know, I have a lot of other concerns about her, too, obviously. But uh, the fact that she can't uh, use a universally understood, from this youngest child on up, these um, statuses of men and women, um, 
I, I we're going to get some real bizarre rulings out of this woman. I would predict she's going to be confirmed, but um, but I've been watching the uh, confirmations, and I don't think I don't. There's a lot of reasons she's not qualified. She really is quite flat-footed. She's not quick on the draw, if you will, in terms of picking up a shift in something. She doesn't seem to be able to do much more than read the cue cards that I'm sure she's been primed up on. She's so, I mean, bizarre in terms of, you know, you say, oh, it's not a big deal. She's soft on child pornographers and uh, pedophiles. And, well, you know, this, this critical race theory stuff and the 619 project and the idea of... Um, uh, why the Americans sought independence so they could continue slavery on this continent. I mean, she just seems to have been drinking the flavor aid for so long that she's one of those confused people. I would suspect she had a mask on way too long and the brain cells have just died. I don't know. Um, she graduated from Harvard, which I guess is another challenging circumstance. Uh, I predict the day will come people will say, oh, you graduated from Yale or Harvard. Oh, I'm sorry. They're so caught up in this political correctness and this give a pass to everybody that seems to have a, a little whine in their voice about why they're behind the curve and in, in the, their status in the world. I it, it just seems to me like the bizarre nature of everything. And... But if you can't her define the word woman, in other words, how are you going to deal with uh, definitions related to liberty, with definitions related to sovereignty, with definitions related to the checks and balances that made America great, with definitions that relate to critical issues such as life? If you can't define a woman, you'll never define the word life because women uh, are key to the creation of life. So is man. That's why God created male and female, created them. Look, you can't even procreate without a man and a woman. Now, even if they try to pervert it and pretend they can implant an egg into a fake uterus and they can do all these different so-called whatever, they're not changing reality. They're just man-mocking God by the manipulation thereof. Look, if you can't define woman, you can't define life. If you can't define life, the whole purpose of government is to protect life. Otherwise, what's the value of government? So how are you ever on the Supreme Court going to defend the proper role of constitutional government? How are you going to ever stand up for the things that we hold dear? The very nature of being unable to define a woman means that you're not even able to defend this nation from any enemy, foreign or domestic. But yet now the Republicans are going to double down and back this Jackson, in, in my opinion, uh, dishonest judge because she knows how to define woman. She just won't do it because she knows that it drags her into the dishonest transgender debate. But look, uh, how are you going to defend America if you can't even defend the term woman, the binary, scientific, God-ordained reality? If you're not even tapped into reality uh, to the point where you can highlight that from a either a God point of view or a scientific point of view or both, how are you going to ever, ever have true understanding and guidance uh, on any topic? Because if you can't get life right, what can you get right, doctor? 
Is your genetic makeup XY or YY or XX or what is it? Tell me, and let's just go forward, you know? I mean, the fact of the matter is um, the intellectual dishonesty that has overtaken our elite, and honestly, it's being promoted, and, and uh, part of her philosophy it seems to be let's promote false history, too. And, and here we have, uh, what's her name, Susan Collins out of uh, Maine, the senator, has said she's decided to support her. Uh, we have a couple of others, uh, Murkowski out of Alaska, that could very likely be a positive vote for her. Uh, Mitt Romney out of Utah uh, could possibly. I mean, I think that there's a high probability of it. So the, the probability of her being, uh, you know, basically confirmed into the assignment is very high. And uh, I, I think we're really, really, we're kind of on the precipice in America, I'm afraid, where um, the selection of her, her skin color and her uh, femaleness, if she could even define that, was the only criteria, it seemed like. Of course, we know that behind the scenes, the vetting process was to make absolutely certain that the agenda the anti-Americanist agenda was thoroughly embraced. And I think part of the, the issue really truly is that um, she, she knows that if her true colors were shown, now again, that's, well, is that racist? I don't know. Anyway, if her true colors were shown, most Americans would rise up and cry out against her. And so she's couching her answers and uh, ducking and dodging and hiding and ultimately and finally, when we get her in there, I predict people will say to me, well, she deceived us. No, she didn't. Put your thinking caps on, hear the whisperings of the spirit, and, and let's not put somebody like that in this this position. And by the way, Amen to the that. Reason, what's happening, people are saying, oh, well, the Constitution is what the Supreme Court says it is, and that's a complete falsehood. The Constitution is what it says it is. It's written in plain English. Each of those English words has a meaning. Those meanings can be known, and they can only be what they meant in the day they were written. There is no other way to look at this thing. You can't, by some made-up sexual status kind of mentality, change everything in the Constitution just because. But that's the kind of people they want there, and, and I fear and greatly suspect that she's one of those people. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you can't define woman, my question is, can you define black? Uh, because I got a question in the definition of black. Is Barack Obama black? Talk about race. Let's talk about that for a second. Because if we're going to have a black woman on the bench, but we can't define either term, we certainly couldn't find one, could we? This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit. A battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. The 
TheEpicTimes.com. We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at freedomfactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. Freedomfactor.org. Mom, you don't know anything about me anymore. <sighs> Honey, I know you're good at math. You don't like English. I know Ryan smiled at you yesterday at school. I know your favorite color is purple. And I know you don't like mushrooms. And who can blame you? I mean, mushrooms are a fungus, and people generally try to avoid funguses. Or is it fungi? I'm never quite sure. But, you know, either way, I mean, penicillin is good. Penicillin is a mold. Huh. Well, I guess you're right. So you like penicillin, but not mushrooms. <laughs> no matter what you talk about, love is what they'll hear. Mom, mm. if we talk, will you be quiet? Love to. A thought from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Visit us at mormon.org. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So if we can't define woman, how do you define black? Is Barack Obama black? Now, they pitched him as a black man, but he's as much white as he is black, right? I think he was like half and half, if I'm not mistaken there. So I don't know how you define a black woman, and I don't know if you can't define one, how you could put one in place. Now, to me, it's very simple to define woman. You could say an adult female. Would that define woman? Uh, male and female credity them scientifically. Uh, they say, look at the plumbing. Um, this is a game being played to literally, in my opinion, uh, destroy the culture. If you destroy male and female, well, then you destroy the family, doctor. You know, it, it's so weird. I mean, in today's identity kind of stuff, where you decide what you are, even though it violates all historical and scientific precedent and everything else like that um it, it's it's just it unplugs everything and, and maybe maybe judge brown is a male pedophile based upon the fact that she can't define female and and she's gone really kind of over the top in trying to protect pedophiles i don't know maybe those are some things we ought to look at uh at what the deal is you talk about barack obama just for a second i mean um, Kamala Harris is in a similar kind of. She identifies as black, but uh, she's as much from the continent of India as anything. And uh, I mean, her father's from Jamaica, her mother's from India. Um, you say, "Whoa, now wait a minute!" Now this Barack Obama, this uh, love fest that uh, the anti-slavery crowd has with him, if his has, if his progenitors were involved in slavery at all. It was as a procurer, not as a victim. I mean, because of where he came from, and there was, uh, you know, the different tribes in the different areas preyed on other tribes and sold them to the slave traders, and he certainly didn't have his heritage here in America where, you know, you say, oh, yeah, he, he was brought here on a slave trading boat or whatever. No, 
Um, it's everything is upside down and backwards, and everybody tries to uh, uh, make the identity of what they think will get them the maximum value. And uh, I, I guess we're 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 really we're really judging things on the wrong criteria. You know the character. You know you look at the uh, the speech that uh, Martin Luther King gave. Uh, about you know the the quality of their character versus the color of their skin, holy Hannah, we have reversed everything, and nowadays you know the the uh, psychology of racism has been flipped on its head instead and and we're just fostering more racism and and it's it's amazing to me that academics are in the middle of this, and so are churches and so are businesses and and uh, pretty soon. We just have a Marxist philosophy based upon conflict that drives everything that will unseat all the values, attitudes, and beliefs of society to the point that it's replaced by a Marxist philosophy. It's, that's how they always work. And that's where we are in America today. And at the highest level, at the highest offices, they are absolutely dedicated to the Marxist approach of overthrowing society. That's where we are. I'm sorry. Do you so, predict Jackson will uh, be put on the court? I do. I think that. With and when that uh, happens, Susan, what do you think is going to happen with the Roe versus Wade discussion uh, in the Texas? Um, you know, shut down abortion laws. Well, I I don't think that uh, it will change the dynamic of what would have happened. I mean, uh, you look at how, uh, you know, how the dynamic of the court was before. I mean, um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was absolutely going to oppose that. And, uh, in fact, now that I mentioned her name, it's something else comes to mind, and maybe it'll come up in our conversation about her uh, logic and reason and, and how she handled things and how it's being flipped on its ear with Clarence Thomas and the effort to impeach him or at least censure him and uh, recuse him. But, it, but at any rate, the point of the matter is I don't think the dynamic of the court is going to change in that criteria but I do believe it will solidify. She's a relatively young woman. It will solidify the perverse view of, of uh, where they're trying to take the, the uh, Supreme Court and ultimately the Constitution in their mind uh, on a pathway that will unseat the traditional values of America. So I, I don't think she'll be the sway vote that, that uh, decides it. I think, though, that... that this Roe v. Wade thing and the Texas thing is far from over. I don't think anybody can get complacent and and uh, make an assumption that Roe v. Wade will be uh, unsettled and taken down this year uh, because I believe that there's a lot of weasel wording left to go on, sadly. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> we have spun things in such a strange web nowadays that I don't think we can take anything for granted when... Uh, when principle comes to the forefront. So, yeah, I think with Susan Collins's yes vote and the high probability that Murkowski and, and Romney will vote yes, um, where are we going to go with this? I mean, tell me, do you think all the Democrats or any of the Democrats will vote against her? I think it'd be, they'd be hard-pressed to do so. Uh, so. So I think that it's kind of a, you know, done deal. But uh, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong. Sadly, sadly so. And if Clarence Thomas is on the ropes because his wife decided to 
participate in and attend the January 6th kind of rally. This is where Republicans aren't standing up where they need to be. Look, there's thousands of hours of video. There's all kinds of evidence that provocateurs ran January 6th off the rails. Uh, and just because uh, Clarence Thomas's wife decides that she's a free American to choose as she will, um, you know, the question becomes, you know, where do we go with this? If we're going to use that to then dovetail into Thomas and say he's not, what about all the other judges and their relationships and their actions, doctor? Well, if you look at Ruth Bader Ginsburg, for example, her husband, I think he died a, a few years ago. He was a an attorney that his his uh, law firm practiced before the Supreme Court often. His uh, He was a tax specialist, and they argued tax issues in front of the Supreme Court. And it's kind of like, well, do you think he ever influenced her? Do you think they talked about it? You know, pillow talk at night, whatever. I don't know. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> that's an ugly thought. But at any rate, the fact of the matter is, um, <laughs> should she have recused herself from all of those things? And she didn't. And, and there was a case where uh, one of her daughters, a uh, daughter, um, wrote an article in a case about a case that was before the Supreme Court, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg ended up voting the way that the article suggested it should go. And then you look at Hunter Biden. Holy cow! I mean, we could talk all day about that and his, his selling access to his old man as a vice president, and then now in the, as a president, and and all of the hellacious and I don't know how else to describe them activities of Hunter Biden. I mean, here's the party hardy guy. Uh, a drug dealing, uh, drug using, pedophile probably. I mean, we, we're saying there's some really bad pictures on his laptop of youngsters. Uh, uh, you look at the, uh, uh, I mean, holy cow. And and, and so because Ginny, I, I think her name is Virginia, uh, a more endearing term, Ginny, uh, a quality woman with a quality husband, uh, Thomas doesn't say much, but when he does, it's worth listening to because it's well thought out. But at any rate, um, she's. are we going to say because she has a political thought, he's unqualified? And and you think about it, I think there was 20-something, maybe 29 emails she wrote suggesting the president should not um, basically say, okay, I lost, um, you know, concede the election. Because almost every thinking American knows that there was a complete charade going on on that. And, uh, and you know, it's a lie. The official lie is it's the safest, most secure election we've ever had. And we're to believe, and I've said this before, I think, on your program, we're to believe that sleepy Joe Biden, that never left his basement during the whole lockdown hardly, uh, was able to stir the voting public in America to the point that that he got more votes than anybody's ever gotten as president. I mean, and I tell people before, I mean, it's, he couldn't stir his soda pop in front of him if he had a straw in it. He didn't stir the voting public. This was, this was a complete shakedown of the American uh, election system. And, and so I, I just, I guess... I'm almost speechless, which is saying a lot for me, but um, I cannot imagine how uh, this thing with with Clarence Thomas could shake out in a bad way. There's so many other egregious violations, other precedents. So I've that, got that questions. 
Is Clarence Thomas black? He's more black than Barack, right? Well, uh, I think we'd have to say that. He's like a real black, isn't he? <laughs> Come on. Are we defining terms that way now? Who knows? Well, I'm just saying, how does that work? Now, I got a question. Is Ginny black? Hold on. Let's talk about this with Dr. Scott Bradley in a second on your radio. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The House is set to vote on legislation today to legalize marijuana nationwide. Proponents say that legalizing marijuana at the federal level will simply reflect most states' existing policies that allow it in some form. The bill would eliminate criminal penalties and establish a process to expunge previous convictions from criminal records. Inflation and gas prices continue to hurt Americans. To help, President Biden released oil from the strategic reserves meant for emergency use only. But even Biden admits he doesn't know how much this will help. My guess is we'll see it come down, continue to come down. Um, but how far down, I don't think anyone can tell. And that, I'm talking matter of, I think, you know, days and weeks. But it's hard to tell. But it will come down. And it could come down fairly significantly. It could come down better part of, you know, anything from 10 cents to 35 cents a gallon. It's unknown. USA Radio News. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-272-1955. That's 1-800-272-1955. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-272-1955. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Bruce Willis' friends fear aphasia linked to injuries the actor suffered when he was hit in the head by a pyrotechnics device on the set of the movie Tears of the Sun back in 2002. As lawmakers get set to vote on Ketanji Brown-Jackson's Supreme Court nomination Monday, Another Republican senator is a no-go. Supreme Court nominee Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson worked with some detainees at Guantanamo Bay during her time as a federal public defender. South Carolina Republican Senator Lindsey Graham says he will not vote for Judge Jackson because he believes her past writings have accused the United States of war crimes. That is not about defending somebody. That is an activist approach to the war on terror. He says he is troubled with Judge Jackson's work on allowing a Guantanamo Bay detainee to challenge his detention. The Supreme Court has ruled that foreign detainees do have that right. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. USA Radio News. All right, Virginia Thomas, Ginny Thomas, if you will, uh, is an American attorney. 
She's also a conservative activist. I don't know if you knew she was an attorney. She's been married to Clarence Thomas since 1987. And um, they say her conservative commentary and her activism have made her a controversial figure because they say spouses of these justices typically don't get involved. Uh, but here's the question. What color is she, doctor? She is Caucasian. So uh, she's white. Brown's first wife was a black was a black woman. And uh, so maybe that's another so I don't here's know the what problem for her. Push if she point. was black, um, could she be fine in her activism? If she was a black liberal, uh, would they lay off? And the answer is yes. The Republicans wouldn't riot or complain or do much, uh, but she'd be fine, just like Maxine Waters or or some of these other people that say and do what they want to do or whatever. Um, uh, she'd be fine. The fact that she's white is a problem. Um, but you know what? If we can't define woman, though, how can we attack her? Yeah, well, it, yeah, that's the problem. It's, it's like insanity has settled in to the point that we uh, we just don't have any uh, we don't have any footing anymore. Everybody has has abandoned logic, reason, and intelligence for stupidity. I mean, it's just bizarre. But I I don't know. I mean, the news you know the little news broadcast talks about Lindsey Graham and his vote against her, but. Uh, I, I I just don't see. I don't see this turning out other than a confirmation. I think we ought to put Denny Thomas on the Supreme Court instead. Well, I I think that ought to be discussed. I mean, um, and but the thing is that you know, like, um, Judge Brown would be replacing Stephen Breyer, uh, who uh, would he he was arguably one of the worst justices we ever had, in terms of principle. Uh, by the way, both he and Ruth Bader Ginsburg were both suggested by a so-called conservative icon, Orrin Hatch, senator from Utah. He's the one that brought them forth and kind of shepherded them through the uh, the confirmation process here back in the 1990s. Uh, it, and, and so you say, whoa, 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 maybe this insanity has been going on a lot longer when a guy like that claims to be a, a principled constitutionalist like Orrin Hatch Brings them forth, suggests them, and and uh, I, Bill Clinton had to be dancing in the Oval Office. He was so excited about the nominations he got, but the, it was not the overt racist stuff. Uh, this uh, the decision criteria at least. Well, wait a minute. Sentence. Bill Clinton was dubbed the first black president, was he not? Well, there you go again. But there, he's so there a little more. He's a little less black than old Barack is, who's quite a bit less black than old Clarence is, right? Yeah, but the fact is, at least in those days, they put up a semblance of an argument that there was a qualified jurist that they were putting out, someone that had, uh, you know, credentials, and they're they're making a big deal about Judge Brown's credentials and her graduation from Harvard and all this kind of stuff. But uh, she has has contributed to racism. We don't need any more racists in this uh, at the head of the government. There's enough race baiters out there already, and uh, I, I just I'm just appalled at what the judgment criteria is, and um, I'm saddened by the fact that it's likely, in my opinion, that she'll be confirmed. Because you got to ask, you know, why would they call Bill Clinton the first black president? 
Yeah. <laughs> we could we could discuss that at some length, but well, the the uh, reason that I bring it up though, ladies and gentlemen, is if we can't define the word woman, then we certainly can't define the word black or white. We certainly can't define the word conservative or liberal or moral or immoral or constitutional or not. All right. Clinton was honored as the first black president. Right? At Black Caucus. What the heck's a Black Caucus, doctor? Well, that's another issue. I mean, if you're you're in the House, you can be part of the Black Caucus. But if you're a white guy in there, if you started something like the White Caucus, can you imagine? Oh, my goodness, they'd come out of their seats, and, and, and most of the people would probably have a stroke over it. It wouldn't be a bad thing, I guess. But, but the point of the matter is I just – it's it's like definitional terms, and, and like I say, logic, reason, intelligence has fled. So I got a question. If we limits. can't define black and white, because Bill Clinton, as far as I can tell, is white. If he was the first black president, and then Brock's only half black, and Clarence Thomas is black, but his wife's white, and we can't define woman, can we define race? And then the next question is, if we can't define woman, can we define man? And if we can't define man and woman, can we define gender? If we can't define gender, can we define transgender? See, where does this end up if you take it to its totality? The problem is what they do is jettison science. They literally mock, ridicule, and destroy anybody who stands on either God's law or science in their quest to destroy our society. It's a moral battle we're in. It's the culture war uh, taken to extreme. The sadness is instead of the people pushing back, we're falling for this, doctor. You know, um, we have come to the point where anybody can claim to be anything they want regardless of any uh, science or, I mean, you know. Almost. You You as a white guy cannot say you're a black guy. Well. That would be unforgivable, unacceptable. In fact, you would be uh, considered a racist, an abuser, an imposter. They would shut you down like nothing. But other than that, you're right. But, you know, I think back in the the 60s, uh, there was a disc jockey that sometimes we listened to that um, he decided he wanted to marry a duck. And he says, yeah, he went down to, to get a marriage license, and he ended up buying a duck stamp because uh, that fit more, it seemed like, and it was cheaper. I mean, you know, and I don't know why some of us couldn't claim we were a dog because getting a dog license is cheaper than having to pay taxes every year. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what kind of Ill- illogical logic would follow almost anything that could be decided by almost anybody I mean, these made-up sexual statuses that they've got and, and the seeking of special uh, dispensations of government uh, largesse because of it and pulling the levers of government based upon some conflict that's been created. I don't know when sanity will be restored. I mean, maybe it'll. Maybe the Savior will have to come back and, and look at people and say, what? What, what were you guys thinking? I would submit I to know. you that insanity and mental illness begats insanity and mental illness. I expect it to get worse and run off the rails, and I expect the consequences to be swift by God Almighty. Well, I, he's got a lot more patience than I've got. I mean, I'll, I'll give that to him. I mean, a lot of things I'll have to obviously give to him. 
but he, I, I, my patience is running pretty thin on a lot of these things, and there is no, uh, there's no end in sight right now, and and we are, we are following a path, that there is no, end game other than destruction. It's not like you can say, oh, if we do this, things will be better. No, they won't. Nothing is going to get better with the confusion that they've, they put out. You know, I, I saw an article the other day about some British cyclist that was a world-class cyclist in the men's stuff, decided he was a woman, and he was going to race in a big woman's, you know, na- international race, and, and the British uh, cycling organization wouldn't let him because he was still registered as a man. Well, duh, that's a, that, that's a thing where they, they dodged a bullet on that one. But it's like this swimmer. Uh, I mean, they, they get to the very top of their game, if you will, by lying through their teeth. And, and, uh, and, and if they're really that confused, they need some help. But, but holy cow, all these other young women that have, that have just worked their guts out to get to the top of their, of their game and compete. You know, the Title IX stuff that everybody's saying, oh, yeah, we've got to let women uh, compete in sports and athletics uh, and, and have recognition as for their, uh, you know, for all of their accomplishments. And some messed up guy that can't decide one way or the other comes in and displaces them all together. It is just astonishing to me. It is bizarre, but if you can't define a woman, I think anything could run. I mean, you could put a dog or a cat or a bird in there, you know, because you can't define a woman. It could be anything you want it to be. Unless we're going to define a woman, I don't know where this is going to go. So now two dozen states almost are suing the Biden administration over its mass mandate on public transportation, including on flights. In a lawsuit filed on Tuesday in a U.S. US District Court in Florida, 21 attorneys generals are suing the CDC and other parts of the government. I'll give you details in seconds on your radio. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. As a teenager, I gave my first public speech in my church. My hand shook, my heart pounded. 
I thought to myself, I can't do this, but somehow I did. And because I wanted to talk about things that were important, I persisted. I chided my church as a senior in high school for not seeming to care about the not yet born, for looking the other way and for not taking a stand on life. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. So, ladies and gentlemen, near two dozen states are suing the Biden administration. They're suing the CDC, saying that their mask policy is overreaching its, quote, statutory authority and uh, violating state laws, which basically require notice and public comment periods. All that's being violated. Um, and they say this is a big concern, and they're suing. Now, I appreciate they're trying to do something, but I really prefer the nullify now rather than the rather than the, uh, you know, lawsuit hoping that, the courts or whatever get it right. The courts take forever. We act like these rogue judges are God when it comes to interpreting this stuff. Um, look, states just need to nullify now and say, uh-uh, not in my state. You're not doing that. Um, but we seem to get all mixed up and, and, and all, you know, twisted around the axle on this, doctor. We just want somehow the federal level to solve everything. Well, there's so many. Again, we put out a lot of strings on this thing and decide which one to pull to come to the end of this. There's so many aspects of this that are absolutely wrong. Uh, the general government has zero authority to do what it has done, and especially when you say, well, it was mandated by an executive branch organization that creates something that's enforced as though it were law upon the American citizenry. This idea of, of uh, imposing this in such a manner, uh, just think for a minute. You know, you're well aware of the Mac Prince decision the Supreme Court made in regards to Sheriff Smack's efforts to get uh, recognition that the general government could not force um, a state, a state agency, an individual, a sheriff, to enforce federal law. And uh, I mean, it was a complete overreach. I think that's an option that might be considered here because the states are having to expend resources on behalf of this current unconstitutional. Uh, so-called law that is not a law. It did not go through the all-legislative authority here in granted aspect where all laws have to go through the, the legislature. It, it was something decreed by some apparatchik, you know, the communist policymakers that were behind the scenes that were never elected that don't hold the authority to make law, and the Constitution does not grant or delegate to the uh, um, to to any any organization, not just an executive branch, it doesn't even delegate it to the to the um, legislature to be able to create law. It's it's completely outside the bounds of anything that the Constitution had to offer. And and by the way, back in the George Washington days, you know the Revolutionary War and all this kind of stuff, these guys had sicknesses to deal with: dysentery, malaria, smallpox. And, and Washington and others that were in the Revolutionary War knew this. They sat in the Constitution Convention. They didn't put a caveat into the Constitution that says, all of these rights herein recognized 
are set aside if there's a sickness that comes along. No, they didn't do that. There was nothing in their thought process that said if some germ or proposed or fake pandemic, whatever you want to call it, comes along, we suspend all of these principles that our nation is founded on. There's none of that stuff out there. And And I appreciate that these, these, you know, governors and these state attorney generals and everything want to push back. But suing the Biden administration, why why do we got to sue? Don't we realize there's dual sovereignty in America? The states have plenty of power to say, look, you know what, for your 10-mile square, you can do that. But this doesn't apply to us. It doesn't apply to the states. It doesn't apply to the private sector. You are crazy. And then force the Biden administration to sue the states if if it wants to. Uh, These guys have got to stand up, and they're not going about it right. We're just creating nothing but turmoil everywhere we turn. Well, legislative nullification, absolutely, for at the state level, is is a soundly founded constitutional principle that was well understood in the founding era. And uh, we could talk at length about this nullification stuff. Uh, you know, you kind of say, though, well, how do you nullify a law that isn't? You know, I mean, it's like, no, we're just not going to do it. Now, here's, here's part of the problem is that um, the general government has grown to such a, a leviathan. Back in the original intent of the Founding Fathers, the general government had a very small footprint within the the uh, homeland, if you will, the states. Nowadays, they've, they've become a huge, I mean, and you look at who's armed nowadays. I mean, there's um, IRS agents and, and people in the Forest Service. Again, all violations of the Constitution in terms of their very existence. But, but the fact of the matter is, uh, these guys have got a big footprint, and they're going to be the foot on the neck. You know, you visualize some of these things from these dystopian societies, and uh, and, and they're getting bigger and bigger. The the problem with like a you know the the Mac Prince decision of the Supreme Court was that uh, they grew another uh, Leviathan arm of the government, the national government, uh, to to uh, offset. The decision of the Supreme Court that says, no, you can't order sheriffs to go do your bidding on these kind of things. You just can't. By the way, that's what they're doing with the states telling them you've got to enforce this mask mandate. I think there's some parallels that could be uh, that very logically should be considered. So anyway, yeah, I I I think we are just. We're, we're off the rails when it comes to people. Amen thinking. to that. Speaking of being off the rails, final story to round out this hour for Dr. Bradley to comment on. Dateline Austin, Texas. An independent school districts, they call it um, Blackshire or Blackshire Elementary School. I guess they hosted a pride parade for elementary schoolers, which the school's principal dubbed a wellness walk that's according to internal messages on the topic now he called it a wellness walk some teachers rioted and said no it's a pride parade we got to call it that don't you dare minimize our pride parade but then it turns out that on the back end of that a texas teacher there basically now is declaring that 20 of her 32 fourth grade students came out to her as lbgtq uh, and so, you know, you got this pride parade in fourth grade going on and the uh, school there. And then, now you got 20 out of 32 students coming out saying, look, 
I'm, you know, LGBTQ, whatever. Uh, and the teacher doubling down on this saying, hey, that's the reality that we're facing. They are literally jettisoning science. They're literally jettisoning everything we'll hold dear. And they are indoctrinating our little confused children uh, and leading them, uh, in my opinion, to flat out perversion against God. And we're doing this with our tax dollars, doctor. Well, that's been the that's been the purpose all along is to unseat everything of value, everything virtuous, lovely, of good report and praiseworthy, everything traditional in this nation. Again, the Marxist philosophy is let's create conflict. Let's create confusion. And and this confusion thing is is where they're going with this. And and if they're basically grooming the children for their sexual predator approaches to things. And and uh, the little kids, I mean, here's an authority figure, their teacher, someone they're supposed to look up to, you know, someone that has wisdom, someone that has uh, the assignment of helping educate well, them Well, and their the best world. interest at heart, at least in, in theory, right? Right. And again, you know, I've got a simple solution, uh, but uh, and I use it all the time. People that say they're going to go out and change the, you know, the public indoctrination centers that some people call the school system, they're going to change it and they're going to they're going to improve it and they're going to make it work. We have never seen anything get better since John Dewey got involved in this, as the um, the humanist that was writing the the lesson manuals for the public education. And I say the time has come, I've said this for decades, literally, for all parents who love their children to get them out of that cesspool. Start educating them in the sound foundational principles. You know, we're turning our brains to mush with this stuff, with this confusion. And, you know, the the sex drive is a hardwired major component to keep the race going forward. But when you dink around with that, so to speak, and you play on that and you make it the central theme of educational things and, and you confuse people by uh, basically saying you're not what God created you to be, everything is unseated. And, and the confusion becomes more and more deep. And, and then you can see why suicide gets so high in some of these um, populations. Because confusion has, it's a, it's a cognitive dissonance. Your heart of hearts tells you something different than what you're being told in your mind. And, and you know something's out of order. And you get to the point where despair takes over and, and suicide happens, which is a tragic kind of thing. All this stuff that's going on is going to facilitate and accelerate this great confused uh, generation that we'll probably have a lot more dysfunction and a lot more suicides because of it. But truly, I say get your kids out of the cesspool. Get them out. Don't turn it over to a online kind of thing that the state puts out for you. You're going to get just as indoctrinated online as you would be in a classroom. Pull them out. Teach them sound principles. You can do it. And at a lot lower price than the government schools are doing it. It's just ridiculous. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a way out of the government schools for sure, as Dr. Bradley wisely points out. But there's also, Dr. Bradley, and this is important too, a way out of our confusion. 
a way out of the immorality that we're facing today. I know this whole show, it seems pretty negative, but there are solutions. There are ways forward. We don't have to uh, accept this perversion. We can embrace God and the truth. We can repent and restore. We, the people, have the authority to do this. We need to make sure that we keep that firmly in mind so people don't get lost on this. There are God-ordained ways forward, Doctor. Well, there are sound. uh, If we go back, I mean, we're lost. Society, based upon everything we're hearing in the media, is in a, they're off the path, they're out in the woods, they're lost. But the pathway is well marked. It's been there for generations, hundreds of generations. And and this uh, tie to God, which is also hardwired into us, really, um, we, if we stopped and listened to our heart of hearts, we recognize that we really do have a desire to look to this higher source of information. And, and we're subverting all of that. And I believe that if we look at our back trail, we'll find it takes us back to the foundation that made us what we uh, were for so many years as a nation. It made families what they have been for all of history. And uh, we just need to get back on that back trail and uh, find our way home. And well, and preaching Jesus Christ as our Savior, teaching about the morality in the people and that we need to return to God and repent. These principles, if taught correctly, the Word of God, testifying of Christ, uh, giving people direction. It's greater than the sword, Doctor. Final thoughts yours. Well, absolutely. I mean, uh, the conversion of the Spirit is a much more sure thing than the sword and force is is uh, satanic in its origins and whether it's warfare or within a family but the sweet whisperings of the spirit will really truly bring joy and peace to our hearts and i think that's where we need to go ladies and gentlemen we uh, provide this guidance and counsel as we testify of christ the atonement's real the savior's the author of our liberty If we keep his commandments, he will bless and protect us. Make no mistake about that reality check. For Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com and Sam Bushman, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic.